Hello. Hello. We're testing. This is a test. This is a test. Okay. Hello and welcome to Kiara Gets Drunk and Talks About Music. This is the fourth episode of our Take a Shot series where we discuss some of the day's most burning music topics. Today we're doing the unthinkable and we are talking about Bruno. <gasps> and here to help me out is my best pal and major friend of the pod, Natalie. Wee! I'm here again. Welcome back to the podcast, Nat. It's Thank been a minute. You. I know. We were just talking about that. I was like, when was the last time I was here? It was it was a few months ago, but I'm happy that you're back and you're joining us on our Take a Shot series, which so far has just been me. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I don't know if I can get all my thoughts out in just a shot amount, but... But we're going to try our best. We're going to do our best. We're definitely going to do our best. Now, today, Nat, we're talking about a very exciting song, probably one of the biggest songs of the year, and the year has just begun. Yeah. And that is We Don't Talk About Bruno from the Disney film Encanto. It's iconic. It's incredible, life-changing, iconic. Yeah, unbelievable, never been seen before. Everything that Lady Gaga said in that one interview, that's what this is. Um, For our listeners, in case you haven't heard this song, which I highly doubt that you haven't, this is a song, as I mentioned, from Disney's movie Encanto, which came out uh, early in 2022, and it was composed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who we know from, of course, the musical Hamilton. Iconic, life-changing, never been done before. (laughs) Never been done before. That's what it is. Not never been seen. (laughs) Not never been seen before. Never been done before. But Lin, of course, has obviously gone on to do pretty amazing things in music, composing music for films like Moana. He also... um, you know, took part in the live action version of his original play, musical, not play, musical, which was in the Heights, which is kind of how he got into the Broadway scene. And that came out last year, right? Yes. The timeline's messy. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I think it was last year that it came out. It was during COVID that it came out. Yeah. Um, But Encanto is an animated story about Mirabel Madrigal, a member of the Magical Madrigal family in Colombia, who is the only family member who has not received a gift from their miraculous Encanto. It's a bummer. It's so sad. Poor Mirabelle just Mirabelle. wants to be accepted and she doesn't have a fancy gift. She's got like a sister who can lift so much weight. Yeah. Another sister who can just like flowers, flowers. everywhere. Yeah. And then she's got a cousin who can shape shift. Yeah. How do you I'd compete with that? I would be upset. I'd be pissed. I'm upset for her. Yeah. It's like middle child syndrome times yeah. like 50 <laughs> you know million. About that. <laughs> I know all about that. Quintessential middle child over here. Um, but We Don't Talk About Bruno is a song that's sung by the Madrigals, cautioning Mirabelle as she asks questions about the family's estranged uncle Bruno, who can apparently see the future. And did you know, Nat, that this song was an immediate hit for Disney? According to the CBC, it reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, which is the best performance of a Disney song since 2013's Let It Go. I believe it because I personally listened to it about three million times. So there was, I remember there was a period of time when you were like, I literally have to listen to it before I go to bed because yeah. I can't sleep otherwise. I literally think about the part where he's like, rats along his back. And I literally, I was like, I need to see it. I need to, need to watch I, it. I need to like, I'm like sitting in my bed and I'm just like watching the YouTube videos. I'm like, yeah. You came over like, this wasn't long ago. This was maybe like a month and a half ago. And you came over and you were like, I need to listen to the song. And I was like, okay, we can put it on the, like, I have it on my Bluetooth. We can just like listen to it on the music. And you're like, no, no, no. We're going to put on Disney plus and we're going to, we're going to fast forward and then we'll just play the movie. <laughs> and you're like, and then if we want to watch it again, we'll just rewind it. And I was like, uh, okay. And we watched it about uh, 12 times in one evening. We did. We did. danced. And it was a great evening. It was iconic. It was a great evening. But what's really exciting too, is that Let It Go was so huge, but we don't talk about Bruno because it surpassed the success of that song. It actually makes it Disney's most successful song in 26 years. Nice. That means like, think about song, like think about the iconic Disney songs that we've grown up with. Like, um, go the distance from Hercules and I'll make a man out of you from Mulan part of your world. I don't know. Like beauty and the beast. 
Yeah, all the good ones. What's the big one from um, Notre Dame, Hunchback of Notre Dame? Somewhere out there? Oh, uh, p- nope. Part of your world. That's, <laughs> That's the mermaid. mermaid. Similar same vibe, thing, though. though. Same, same kind of thing. Same vibe. Same kind of thing. If I was in their skin. Yeah, that one. Isn't that somewhere out there? Out there. Is it just out there? I don't know. Okay. Well, whatever the one that Quasimodo <laughs> sings, that one. Um, so anyways, we're here to talk about this today during our Take a Shot series. And my first question to you, Nat, is why do you think people have gravitated towards this song so much? What makes this song so special? I literally don't know. There is like actually something like addictive about it. Like, I don't know if maybe it's because there's all these like very like distinct parts of it where it's like you're kind of like, it's the characters really singing their like sections and it, they're all very distinct. But like, I literally don't know what it is. Like I saw it once and I was like, I need to hear this again. And I don't think I've ever had a moment where I was like, I need to listen to this yeah. and like watch it. There was just some way about like the composition of it and the way like the choreography of the animation that like was really addicting. It's weird. <laughs> Do you feel like, cause I know this about you. I know that you're a big fan of Hamilton uh, and of Lin-Manuel Miranda's work. Do you feel like that maybe was part of the reason why you like it so much or were you not even thinking about that? No, I don't think I was even thinking about that. Like I think when I was watching the movie, it was, I wasn't like, Oh, like, I mean, okay. There were moments like um, Dolores, her like, solo in that song you're like this is very like Lynn but the rest of it I I don't hear it as much um I don't know it really just felt like it was just it was just so um just addicting like all the the animation and maybe because it looks so like it's so lifelike it's so lifelike but it's also so like fantasy like when there's like the big green backgrounds like when he's like you know shape-shifting in and out of Bruno I don't know yeah yeah it's just it was just very like visually appealing like it just was like you're like yes this all feels very good yeah I think for me and like I I definitely agree with you by the way the first time watching that movie I was just like whoa like first of all the animation is truly incredible you and I've talked about this before but like you you go back to Disney movies that we grew up with, even Pixar movies like Toy Story. Mm-hmm. The humans do not look they're like scary. they're kind of scary. Like Sid from Toy yeah. Story. Oh my god! Even Andy, you're like, are you a robot? Yeah, like Botox dead so behind much? the eyes. Yeah. Or like Monsters Inc. Same thing. You know what I mean? And not to say that Pixar didn't do amazing animation work, but the stuff that they're pulling out now is next level yeah. incredible like there are certain shots in that movie I remember the one in Encanto like right after the spoiler alert right after the Encanto like collapses <laughs> and she's sitting there in like the dust and you like zoom in on Mirabelle's face and I'm like that's a real person yeah like it boggles my mind that it's animation so totally hear you on that I feel like for me too coming from my love of musicals it reminded me a lot of like that big quintessential number in a musical like right before the intermission that like everything's about to change uh-huh. You know, like in Hamilton, that's nonstop. In a in Rent, it's La Vie Boheme, and in Dear Evan Hansen, it's You Will Be Found. It's like that like oh, moment where song. all the characters kind of have their moment to shine and to mm-hmm. say something right before the audience takes a break, and then you come back and like everything's different. And I, I don't know, I feel like that's kind of what the the song was to me, and probably why I liked it so much. Yeah. There's so many different parts. Yeah, I mean, like spoiler, not a spoiler. This isn't a spoiler, but insight into our life. Kiara and I literally. Um, sing this song and just alternate parts and pretend to be these characters. It's a great time. Especially um, the husband and wife. Yeah. Peppa. <laughs> I'm starting maybe to go yeah. on. <laughs> like that. That's like the, I think, I don't know. Do you have a favorite part of the song? 
Um, yes, it's when he goes seven foot free. I can't. Camille's part. It's the best part. It's yeah. so good. See, and I think I like, I do like that part. Don't get me wrong. But I like Dolores' part, obviously. But I also really like the very beginning with the husband and the wife yeah, where yeah. he's like interrupting her. And it's so like relatable, I guess, if you've like ever been in a relationship with somebody and you're trying to tell a story and they keep jumping in, like maybe they've That's had too me. much wine or something like that. Always me. <laughs> I just did it now. <laughs> no, but like when you're like fr- when you're like frustrated with them and she's literally like the animation, she's like side-eyeing him and then she's like, are you telling the story or am I? Like that's built into yeah. the song and then that's when he goes like, I'm sorry, maybe that go on. Like <laughs> it's so great. Like it was just, anyways, I think the song is incredible and they just performed it at the Oscars. We watched that performance yeah, together. but it was like disappointing. I was like, why did you not do the whole thing? I was like, where's Agreed. the time for dinner? <laughs> Yeah, that part. All over TikTok, by the way, that he told yeah. he said the myth <laughs> the pause. of my dreams. Yeah, <laughs> the pause. Yeah, exactly. I was surprised that this song was not nominated for Best Original Song, given the scope that it's been able to cover in the last, what, three months? Yeah. I think, but I think this song, as good as it is, like, I think it's like, it's just, it's a very good song, but it's like, I want to say, like, it doesn't have, like, the soul that, like, and I'm going to not say this right, but, like, Dos Origatos. No, that's... Dos Origatos. I was like, Dos Domo Origato, <laughs> Mr. Um, yeah, that one just has, like, a lot of soul. I literally cry every time I hear that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that one, like, lyrically and probably, like, compositionally were, like, more, like, superior. Right. I mean, it didn't win. Yeah. Oh, it didn't? I didn't no, watch um, Billie Eilish won. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, James Bond. Um, James Bond. But... Like, I I don't know. I just, I also think that there's like obviously some with Oscar nominations, there's always like some politics and they're like, well, we can't like pick that song for the politics. Wait, there's politics in the Oscars? Like, hold on. The slap around the world was not controversial. (laughs) Hold on, Will Smith. (laughs) Yeah. I, um, and I, and I totally hear what you're saying too. I also love that song. Fun fact about me. Sometimes if I need a good cry, I just YouTube it and I just watch the clip where that song plays in the movie. Cause every time I cry. So good. Every time. It's, it's so wonderful. Now, the song is great. The movie's also great. And I want to ask you, why do you think people resonate with this film so much? Because it's also a very successful movie, aside from the song. Yeah, I mean, I've like, I mean, you and I have been, had this discussion so many times about like dissecting literally every But now we got to tell the listeners. <laughs> tell the listeners. Put our conversation into the pod. Yeah, I just think there's so many levels of like how many, how different people can relate to this song. I mean, I think, you know, not only on like a representation level, but also just like on like a, like a family level, like there's all these different levels of like trauma that you can like associate with, whether like, you know, it's abuela and, and, and putting that towards your own trauma or like being abuela and understanding like, you know, um, how, how I, what I've done and how I've affected my family and how I can process my own feelings. Like, I think it can just literally hit so many different generations of people who are watching this. Like I don't watch movies with my family. And this was like the first movie I've watched my family in like years where all of us sat together and watched and we were like, Whoa. Yeah. And like everyone could relate to different characters at different moments in the film. And I just think that like, depending on how you're looking at it, you can relate to it in so many different ways. And I think that a lot of people felt that and it felt very refreshing and very real. For sure. It was different from, you know, like your, if you think about your classic Disney film, princess meets prince and the, the that mm-hmm. whole sort of deal that hasn't really been the, the case for pixar in a while probably not so, since um what was the one with rapunzel tangled oh i love that movie though great oh yeah great movie don't get me wrong but i just mean i feel like they're now exploring more i'm gonna say the word controversial mm-hmm. topics like turning red for example yeah. based in toronto which i was super excited Ooh. about i was surprised to hear that like 
it got so much backlash from parents. I know. They're like, why are you talking about periods? And you're like, wait, what? You're like, don't, shouldn't you be talking about that with your child yeah. who's going to be going through <laughs> puberty anytime like, soon? I don't want to talk about that. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, but it's like, for we me. don't talk about <laughs> See how I did that? That's the See remix. That? <laughs> yeah, the, the menstruation remix. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you, you hear that as an adult, like at our stage in our life. And we're just kind of like, well, why shouldn't we? Like, I kind of wish I had a movie like that growing up. Yeah. Even something like Encanto. Like, I feel like so many people can relate to the pressure of sometimes being a child and like I know that that kind of sounds funny but there is certain pressures associated with being a kid and wanting to please your parents and not wanting to fail and I feel like a character like um uh what's her sister the strong one what's her name Louisa Louisa her sister Louisa has that song surface pressure which is all about not yeah. cracking under pressure basically right like being strong for the family and doing it for the family and like oh like I'm gonna I'm the strong one so I'm gonna carry everything and I'm gonna mm -hmm. take everybody's burdens and just like you know, handle everything. And I think if you're an oldest child, particularly that might resonate with you, but it kind of depends on your familial situation, obviously, mm -hmm. but you're right. There were so many pieces of this movie where I was just like, Oh, oh my God. Yeah. And I it kind of, it, it kind of shows too that you like, you could still have this like movie that if you just look at it at like a surface level, like it's still just, you know, an interesting movie to watch and you know, it's, it's got fantasticalness and magic involved and it's, so it's like, it's still a fantasy kind of movie, but has all these like real tones. Um, and same with like turning red, same kind of thing. Yeah. And then like, and I'm trying to process my thought here, but like thinking back to like movies that parents were okay with, with like, you know, the princess and the, yeah. and the, the prince and these kinds of things. And you're like, no white. Yeah. Like, I'm that's sorry. Not okay. Let's talk about consent later, but sleeping beauty, another one that <laughs> easily okay. came to my mind, but those are fine though, because you know, they're very, they're safe and they're like, it's, you know, this is like, it's the trope. Yeah. So it's just interesting that like, these are situations that like actual people, actual children are actually going to be like dealing with and facing and that people are like, I don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about Bruno. They don't want to talk but about Bruno. But we need to. Yeah. Someone's yeah. gotta. I think, you know what? Power to Bruno. Let's talk about Bruno. Yeah. Bring yeah. him in. Yeah. It's about time Bruno? we talk Come about Bruno. <laughs> now for a special guest. <laughs> it's John Leguizamo. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had John Leguizamo on the podcast? I'd lose my mind. I'd be like, so tell me about your experience as Sid the Sloth. For how many years? How many Ice Age movies were there? Like Ice seven? Six, yes. <laughs> there were so many. <laughs> great film great film amazing um soundtrack if you haven't seen the movie i think both of us can agree yeah to Why, watch it what, what's wrong with you go get disney plus <laughs> it's worth it i promise you you're not going to miss out on uh on anything on netflix yeah. if you get disney plus seriously yeah it's so great uh not that kind of brings us to the end of our take a shot so short so quick i know but i loved having you here for I our little short here. form series thank you for coming on and uh chatting with us about we don't talk about bruno thanks for having me oh my god anytime oh my anytime god. <laughs> Oh my god! Now we're on to Big Mouth, and just there was no, there was no clear segue, but we're we're here somehow. As always, um, thank everybody, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, feel free to follow the podcast on social media at Kiara Gets Drunk, and stay tuned for our next episode. Long format episodes are not going anywhere. We're taking a quick breather by doing the short form ones, but we hope that you're enjoying them. Natalie, I hope you're enjoying them. I'm enjoying them. Thank you. I'm you're glad. so welcome. <laughs>